0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. This is Blue Collar Catholic Radio here. In this show, we teach you how to love God, save souls, and slay error. This is a holy hour of power. My name is the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I'm reporting for duty. And, Terry, what about you?
1: Hey, my name's Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I'm reporting for duty, sir. Jess, <laughs> this I always get a I always smile, brother. I'm telling you, a guy shouldn't have this much fun sharing the gospel. Actually, I do. You know why? Because yeah. it is fun. You know what? To introduce people to Jesus Christ, it's the greatest thing I can do on this planet.
0: Terry, so- you know something? You know something? There was a fellow Catholic that passed away a few years ago. His name's Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, if you enjoy what you're doing, yeah, you will never work a day in your life. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I have not worked <laughs> since I retired from the Los Angeles <laughs> Sheriff's Department.
1: Amen, brother. Well, today... Uh, first of all, we're going to be covering the Hungarian Archbishop who blasts Freemasonry, the LGBT ideology, rising Islam in Europe. I mean, he's a voice of reason, and we want to yeah. get into what he's saying. Also, Jesse, I just want to say something about my good friend Cardinal George Pell, who passed away yeah, yesterday. Yes, so I've been waiting Rome. to hear it. I've been well, yeah, here. basically, two things. One, if people go to Full Sheen Ahead's YouTube channel, we re-put we re- uh, up the interview we did with Bishop Joseph Strickland and Cardinal Pell, which was a very interesting wow. show, so people can get that. And don't forget to be praying for him. And I just wanted to share this little story, Jesse. Back in 1995, right before he became a cardinal, Father Fessio called me and said, "Terry, I have the Archbishop of Sydney. He he's coming into L.A. Can you uh, spend the day with him and show him the Norton Simon, uh, no, the Getty Museum in L.A." And I said, absolutely. You know, if he doesn't mind four kids in a van, well, let's go do it. Hmm. Young, ch- young kids. And he said, yeah. no problem. He likes, he likes family life. So I said, okay. So we went there. We had a uh, wonderful time. We went to dinner. Uh, we really built this really close relationship with him in that one day. We spent the whole day with him. And um, I will say this, that uh, after that day, uh, he became, to the Barber family, Uncle George Pell. Because Mm. he was so good to my kids. He played, he put them on the lap of the van while we're driving. Remember, Jesse, seatbelt laws, if you'd pull me over. Cardinal Pell's singing American folk songs with my kids. Okay?
0: Unbelievable. It was almost
1: like we just bonded right away. And by the way, Jesse, he knew my situation at the time with Cardinal Mahoney tried to uh, put me under. uh, And I don't tell that story too often. But (laughs) the point of it is Cardinal Pell's like, man, that's, that's brutal. But he was well aware of that, and that's why we had him on the radio, you know, just last year and uh, when he got out of jail. And uh, his story is phenomenal, and we're going to talk a little bit about it, uh, I'm sure, in the weeks to come, because he he was a prince uh, of the church, and he was a man's man, and you just—he's the kind of guy, if you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer, and I can understand why, Jesse, in Rome— when he was exposing all of the errors that were going on financially at these guys, these cardinals that are going to jail, hopefully, for, he exposed $1.5 billion of unaccountable money. And for doing that, guess what happened? He they
0: paid got, a price, Terry. He paid a price. and He, just, was, a white, he was a white martyr. I, I believe $1.4 billion.
1: Absolutely, yeah. he was a white martyr. He announced it February 2015, and then right after that, what does he get? These people saying he was sexually abusing... Fake charges. Yep. Fake charges. So he paid a price for the truth, and I'll tell you what, in my books, uh, one of the greatest uh, cardinals in the church in my own time, and Cardinal Pell, thank you for being so good to my family, and to Holy Mother the church, may you rest in peace. Amen.
0: Terry, we've lost two giants. Oh, yeah. uh, In the, you know, 10 days apart.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, these are two... Well, we could say, you know, one was a theological lion of the Ooh. faith and, and the you know, and the other one was a, 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 just an orthodox lion of the faith and uh, God have mercy on their soul. Terry, just want to just get people's spirits off. Remember that uh, the month of January for us as Catholics, we don't care what the world says about we celebrate this, we celebrate that. No, the month of January for us as Catholic Christians, we f- celebrate the holy name of Jesus. In fact, there used to be these uh, uh, men's organizations uh, that are called the Holy Name of Jesus Society. There's not that many around, but that'd be good for those things to start Absolutely. coming back up again. But the Holy Name of Jesus again. It's it, it just throughout the day, you know, with all these things we hear about stolen elections, bad president, war in, against Russia, uh, Biden inflation, a uh, forty-year inflation. Throughout the day, find time to call on the name of Jesus. Talk to him meditate upon the person of Christ. I'm telling you, that's the 15 minutes of meditation on the life of Jesus through the rosary is about the most sane thing you can do to keep your marbles in this crazy world that we live in right now, Terry.
1: Amen, brother. Amen, amen, amen. I wanted to give some good news. Our good friend, Eric Agenis, he's going to be at the chapel on the 29th of January to give a concert, okay? And if you've ever heard this man at our family conferences, I know Jess and I, we oh, yeah. think the world of him. Sacred music. It's a free conference starting at six thirty on January twenty ninth here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. I'll be here. I hope you can and benefit from the sacred music that he plays. It is. He's an amazing young man. He's not that young anymore because I think I started thirty some years ago with him, Jess. Yeah, Terry,
0: and, he, and he's so dedicated. Yes, he is to try to promote. God through but yeah. goodness, music. beauty, and truth through his music. That's right. That, that's all he's all I mean, he's spent all his life. All he wants to do is promote uh the love of God through music. Yep. And I'm telling you, people even convicts in prison when they oh, hear yeah. his music Great Terry, stories. they uh they they, they, they have metanoias yep. when they encounter the beauty of 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 the music that Eric Jenis plays.
1: It's awesome. Hey Jess, how about your good to know file? I mean I, I I wanted to ask you if you got anything right now on your list of things that we need to know
0: no terry no nothing i just I, i'm ready i'm ready to give some yeah i just mar- have
1: one story to tell you sure. jesse yeah and, it, and it's tied in with marijuana it was on the drudge report okay you should get jesse's book uh, with uh, that's uh, uh gives you all the facts on it people my age 65 and up are they have 18 times greater uh the they're going into the emergency room because they're smoking dope To try and deal with their their, uh, pain and their loneliness. And uh, they're all saying, man, that stuff wasn't like the 1960s. It's a lot stronger. And so what was happening is the emergency rooms across our country are being inundated. Just go to Drudge Report. It's on the article there that shows that so many people are overdosing. And they say, oh, you can't do that. Well, they're shaking. They're throwing up. All these people are telling all kinds of adverse, uh, you know, reactions to marijuana and jesse you tried to tell everybody for years now with your book that uh this is not good Well, not only is it not good for your soul but it's bad for the body
0: terry uh again there's the marijuana i'll just make it simple yeah. the marijuana th- that cheech and chong were promoting back during the woodstock days yeah. is a different marijuana from yeah. the from the marijuana different. that the young people it's that they're that they're smoking and using today why well, remember the old Fauci term, "gain of function." What does "gain of function" mean? When you take some type of antibiotic or medicine and you make you supersize it, you make it 2.0. Yep. That's what they've done. That's what the Mexican cartels, uh, the George Soros uh, and, and all his cronies. That's what they've done to the this green leafy substance called marijuana. They've they've gain of function researched it. And they've made it a super weed that is addictive, and people are dying as well.
1: Amen. I just wanted you folks to know that now it's the senior citizens that are getting stoned on marijuana. And and again, Jesse, what does that tell you about our society? I don't want to live in reality. I just want to feel good. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, that's exactly uh, the the devil wants you to just live your life based on your emotions, your lower appetites, and not your and not your intellect, yep. not, not the higher faculties. Satan wants you to just live your life following your passion.
1: See, before you get to the gospel, because we can do it in the second segment, I just yeah. want to uh, give uh, Fulton Sheen a, a minute here with you. Sure. Because this is my take. Uh, let's bring the smartest guy into the room sure. right now. <laughs> Fulton Sheen ahead. Benedict sixteenth, Cardinal Ratzinger, Fulton Sheen are on the same page. I, I had a, a dream last night. And this is my dream, that Fulton Sheen and Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger were in heaven together. That's my Mm. dream. So I said, well, why don't I use the quote for him today? Here's here's, Here's what he said to Fulton Sheen about our church. He says, this is a quote directly from Benedict. It is not a more human church that we need, but a more divine church. Only then will we become truly human. Can you imagine the conversation Sheen and Benedict would have had on that conversation? That the supernatural, you know, the humanity. You know, we have the the, the cross, we have the horizontal, vertical, and then we have the uh, horizontal and vertical. The, the we, we've lost the supernatural aspect of the faith. That's what Ratzinger is saying, and I and Sheen said the same thing thirty years ago. Jess.
0: Terry, there's some uh, there, there's some real giants that we've just lost on planet Earth. Yeah. that are probably having some very, very uh, red meat conversations in oh. the presence of God. Can you
1: imagine?
0: Yeah, and 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 now they they've got complete moral clarity. Now they they actually now uh, all, See it all where all the dead bodies are light, so to speak, and they know exactly who all the players are.
1: Yeah. When we come back, we're going to get right into the gospel, folks. But sure. I also want to remind you, Johnny Romero will be here Saturday. Everybody, you know about the evangelization conference. Come. There's plenty of room to, to go to it. You can show up at the time of the event, 8 a.m. on Saturday, uh, which will come up, and I'll be there, and we're going to have a great day. We have confessions available. We have mass, rosary, divine mercy, and how to share your faith with anyone is what we're going to be focusing on. Techniques to bring mom, dad, the kids, people from work in other words, this is a time where we need to focus our energy on introducing people to the person of Christ. So when we come back, we'll talk more about that. And also, don't forget, we've got the Cardinal Pell, Bishop Strickland interview on our Sheen, Full Sheen Ahead web, our, uh, YouTube channel. Full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel. Listen to that again. That two prelates who love the Lord and who will not compromise one iota when it comes mm. to their faith. Stay with us, family. We'll be back on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio.
0: We're back to Terry and Jesse show.
1: Jesse, let's get some soul food in our soul, brother.
0: You got it. Today's Holy Gospel. It's a good one. According to Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 and following. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Yep. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's, this is Simon Peter. Simon's hmm. mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may that I may preach there also for this purpose. have I come. So he went into their synagogues preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: A couple of things jump out at here yeah. in this uh, today's gospel. Uh, demons are mentioned three times. That's right. Uh, possessed by demons, drove out many demons, and driving out demons. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at, if you read the New Testament, the New Testament Gospels, 23% of Jesus's activity was driving out demons. So this is not something that was a postscript or something that was irrelevant. This was something that was part and parcel of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But how did Jesus Christ prepare himself on a human level? Of course, we know he's God, God incarnate. But on a human level, in his, in his human nature, how did he prepare himself uh, for this incredible feat? In fact, demons recognized him. when He, he would confront oh, yeah. them. They knew exactly who he was. Uh, it says here, this is how he would prepare himself. And this is kind of, this is, this is the Terry Barber strategy of preparing yourself. Rising very early before dawn, yep. he left and went to a deserted place where he prayed. Okay. Terry's an early bird. I'm not that much. I get up at about seven, but Terry's way up way earlier than seven. I get up and go to mass, but Terry's up earlier than that and already starting a, 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 you yeah, know, a meditation and prayer. Yeah. yeah so, so basically, Terry, you have followed the pattern of Christ. Yeah. This is what he says he did exactly. And this is what gave him, again, that interior strength and grace for him to be able to drive out demons. One last thing I want to mention also is that Peter's mother-in-law was sick. Back at the time of Christ, people don't realize that that there was no hospitals. You're saying, what? No, the Romans, the pagan Romans did not have hospitals. What they did have was gyms. They had spas. They had hot springs. That was kind of where people, uh, people that had money, they went there to, you know, to try to stay physically fit. Now, if you were sick at the time of Christ in pagan Rome, if you had money, a doctor would come and do a home visit, but there was no doctors per- no hospitals per se. there was home visits only for the rich. This is why men at the time of Christ only lived to about thirty to forty years old they were they died out of because they they just didn't have medical care, so they died from simple diseases and illnesses it It was because of the words of Jesus and his example of healing people that the Catholic Church eventually little by little in the third century. When uh, after the Edict of Milan in 314 AD, the Catholic Christian says, you know what? Based on the words of our master and his healing ministry, we, sh- we should continue this healing ministry. So it was Catholics that started be- building hospitals after the Edict of Milan in the third century.
1: That's a fact, Jesse. That is a yeah. fact. You know, one more thing, Jesse. I, I know that we talked about a diocese in Europe that didn't want to have an exorcist anymore. But when I read it, it's
0: on LifeSite News. It's on
1: LifeSite News. And, and that's where I learned that 25 yeah. percent. I mean, he, he, the guy was saying, wait a minute, time out. Jesus was constantly talking about demons. Do you think they just are hiding now? Or do you think, look at the world, dude. I'm sorry. Look at the world. The world's a mess. OK. And why wouldn't we want to have a battle with them? In other words, we have to have an exorcist in each diocese. It's yeah. the wisdom of the church to fight evil. And that's all I wanted to say. So shame on that bishop. Pray for his conversion. <laughs> yeah, shame on him. Because no, you're right. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah shame on him. That's all. Yeah. Okay, hey Jess, let's move on uh to this article. I was kind of excited when I heard a arch a, a archbishop speaking. Now he's retired. And Jesse, I keep thinking these retired bishops are going, you know what? What do I got to lose? Nothing. I mean I'm gonna be probably meeting the Lord in a few years. I'm in my seventies or eighties. Yeah, remember what the Bible says for those who are strong, eighty. No. Yep. So I got what do I got to lose? So what does this Archbishop? Pronounce his name, Jesse. I can't pronounce that name.
0: Yeah. Your Jero- uh I I I think probably the, the G silent, I'm guessing. Oh, it's it's probably yeah. Jero- it's probably Eula, Eula. Murphy. Okay. Archbishop Eula Murphy. I'm almost positive the G is silent. Okay. So he this he's a Hungarian archbishop. He's retired. Eula Marphy. He's identified Freemasonry and Islam as grave threats to Europe's Christian roots. Yep. But particularly, he warned against the LGBT ideology. Yep. Again, I would just say that's, that's, that's Marxism being imported into the United States and into the West. Right. So this Hungarian prelate, Archbishop Yula Marfi, he sounded off against the rise of LGBT ideology, Islam, an anti-Christian sentiment in Europe, and the influence of Freemasonry over leaders of the European Union. In fact, in an interview last month with conservative Hungarian newspaper, Archbishop Eula Murphy warned of a multi-pronged assault against European Christianity from left-wing forces within the EU. European Union. Go yeah. ahead. And that—that's th- these are the people that are by by the There's, way, they're, they're wicked people. Uh, yeah, they're wicked. They can't stand Putin, and this is—they uh, can't we stand have...
1: Christianity.
0: Yeah, the, exactly. So he says, this uh, retired archbishop says one of the most striking signs of the European Union's anti-Christianity is that its constitution did not commemorate Christi- Europe's Christian roots. Yep, that's the point similarly emphasized by St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI. Mm. Uh, archbishop Marfi uh, from Hungary says, they write about the Greco-Roman traditions and enlightenment, but not about Christianity. Yep. Talking about the, the EU's, the European Union's constitution. The archbishop, retired archbishop said, yet ancient culture and art have survived precisely because of Christians. Exactly. Like the writings of Virgil, Tacitus, Homer, and others have been copied by monks deep in their cells. Yep. Archbishop uh, Murphy also cited, he also cited uh,
1: anti
0: the, the, the Yeah, the vicious anti clericalism directed yeah. at Pope Benedict XVI.
1: Exactly.
0: Who insisted, rest in peace, who insisted on the importance of
1: Christianity. To European
0: civilization. Let,
1: let me jump in and mention something. Cardinal yeah. Joseph Menzenti is a Hungarian a cardinal who in the nineteen fifties stood up to totalitarianism, communism. And I would imagine that this archbishop was very familiar with Cardinal Menzenti. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Cardinal Menzenti influenced him to stand up to the same thing Cardinal Menzenti stood up to atheistic communism so god love him jesse the archbishop additionally lamented the erasure of christmas in the public square noting the growing trend of replacing the word christmas with holidays does that sound like something like it happens to america yeah uh-huh he recalled how the city of brussels the capital of the european union declined to even put up a christmas tree in 2012 wow for what are you ready for fear of offending the Muslim population, the minority, come on mm. Jess, what's going on here? continue
0: unbelievable
1: this is, this, th- this is he's yeah. basically calling him out Jess
0: yeah by by the way, just on a sidebar mm-hmm. uh Muslims are not afraid of offending Christians at all not at all and and, and there's and just here in the u s uh there's a large Muslim population that's in uh, Dearborn Michigan in fact uh if you go up to Dearborn, Michigan oh, yeah. and try to pass out pla- pamphlets or go preach the gospel with a bullhorn, the Muslims will run you right out of that city. And and, uh, <laughs> and hey, not,
1: hey.
0: not only that, Terry. Yeah, tell me, Jess. Islam, Islam, in terms of numbers, according to people that study demographics and yeah. population, Islam, by about 2050 will be the majority religion in the world and the majority population. Because uh, I think Muslims, you know, they they laugh. They laugh when they see the West aborting their babies, not wanting to marry, not wanting to have children. And so uh, today's 1.5 billion Muslims make up about 22% of the world's populations.
1: Incredible.
0: But their birth rates dwarf the birth rates of Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, Jews, Protestants, and so Muslims at this rate will exceed 50% of the world's population by the end of the third century.
1: I have to say, one of our listeners in Hungary is correcting us on the pronunciation of oh, the okay, Archbishop. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I just love it. We, I, we have a. How, how do you pronounce well, it? Guyula? Guyula? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or maybe, G-U-L-A. Maybe, G-U-L-A. maybe the Y is silent. It, it, well, he G-U-L-A. says J U R. Uh, dash L A, but anyhow. Okay, so the Y is silent. The Y is silent. You lost. So, the, so, so it's Gula. Yeah, yeah. So, All b- right. Bottom line is, uh, this is uh, uh, I I really do believe Cardinal Benzini inspired people like this. But you know, uh, hun- Hungary right now is one of those countries that is persecuted by the U- UE, the European Union, because it's sticking to its Christian roots. If you remember, just eight months, nine months ago, when we. Saw that they were giving bonuses for people who have more than three children. Remember that? That's right. And all yeah. of the they said, and they also wouldn't let you know, the Muslims immigrants come into their country because they had a very good reason. You know what they said? They don't fit. Yeah. Go to a Muslim That's... country. These guys have PhDs in common sense, and they ain't that common. Let's continue, Jess.
0: Yeah. Here's one more, just another fact that the Muslim population is expected to increase by one billion people by 2030. Wow. So back to the article. More recently, the European Commission faced blistering criticism in 2021 over internal communication guidelines that suggested eliminating the term Christmas period. <laughs> the Commission eventually withdrew the guidelines. Archbishop Murphy, what's called yeah. Murphy? Yeah, That's Mar- easier. Okay. Murphy. He says Freemasons, Muslims threaten Christian Europe. Archbishop Murphy identified Freemasonry, a longtime enemy of the Catholic Church as a principal group working to secularize Europe. The aim of the Freemasons is to rid Europe of Christianity, he said, to achieve this, they're willing to use all means, taking advantage of their lobbying force to infiltrate the leaders of the European Union. In fact, former president, former French president Valéry Giscard, who presided over the drafting of the European Union's constitution, constitution was
1: a freemason surprise surprise hey jesse we're going to come back and talk more about this just a quick note i also noticed on life site news about a 164 year old beautiful catholic church in the diocese of buffalo guess what they're selling it to the muslims yeah it's going to be a mosque right here in america yeah wake up america hit the snooze button we'll be right back with more on the Terry and jesse show on virgin most powerful radio stay with us family We're back. Jess, what a topic, man. You've been talking about this with myself for years, about the rise of Islam, not only in Europe, Europe, but all over the world. So let's continue on this Archbishop's comments.
0: Yes. uh, The retired Archbishop also pointed to the mass migration of Muslims as a chief means of weakening Europe's Christian culture. Exactly. Yeah, I talked to a Muslim who's a Catholic now, Daniel Ali. He said, yeah, he says, I used to teach this strategy. It's called... uh, it's called uh, uh, G, uh, immigration through jihad, yep. and so that's a way of taking over without firing a shot, without war. Yeah, just have more have more Muslims and Christians. He says, in my opinion, Muslims are being called to get. Uh, uh, the, the, the archbishop said, the retired archbishop. He says, in my opinion. Muslims are being called in to get Christ and Christianity out of Europe. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's spot on, yeah.
1: yeah. It's not very politically he, correct, though, is he, Jess?
0: Oh, no, that's not. No, See, no, you won't gonna... hear the average bishop say this. Exactly. No way, not a chance. Uh, he says, today, Freemasons and Muslims are coming together to make Christianity disappear from Europe. It was practically the same as it was in the age of the Savior, when the scribes and Pharisees worked with their deadly enemy, Pontius Pilate, to get Jesus out of the way. Yeah, we have the same collusion here. This is wic- yep. a wicked strategy from two wicked factions. He, the, the archbishop says, in a multicultural mixed society, the individual loses his identity, sense of identity, culture, faith, language, practically everything, making people easier to manipulate for powerful corporations, big pharma, big tech, who want to t- or, uh, the European Union, who want to turn the whole earth into a huge collective farm. Can you say... Uh, uh, Bill Gates?
1: Absolutely.
0: Where there are no ethnic, national, and religious identities, only obedient workers and consumers manufactured according to standards. Boy, this bishop is he, spot on.
1: Man, he's really on it.
0: Yeah. But European liberals will ultimately ruin themselves by embracing large-scale Muslim migration, he said, as Islam will never accept their liberal principles. Exactly. Archbishop Murphy has long has been has long been an outspoken critic of left-wing immigration policies putting him at odds with Pope Francis, who has made embracing unfettered migration a central theme of his pontificate. The uh, the bishop says, The Holy Father asked every parish to accept the refugee Syrian family. While many parishes cannot sustain themselves without outside help, the Hungarian prelate remarked in 2015. The leaders of the Muslim masses can clearly see that the situation is ripe to occupy the apostate continent, he starkly warned at the time. Terry, you know, if uh, Pope Francis has, has asked people to do this, yeah, again, just lead by example. Yeah. Take an Assyrian into your apartment or wherever he lives, yeah. St. Marta's, and uh, lead by example, yeah. Holy Father. Terry, you want to pick
1: it up? Yeah, in the interview with a um, magazine, uh, he alluded that Muslims' long history of violence, which is true, terrorism, true, against yeah. Christian Europe, and particularly Hungary, which suffered widespread devastation at the hands of the Turks during the Ottoman wars. See, they didn't forget Jesse. No, they have been here for, in Hungary for 150 years. We know how much destruction they have caused. He said, and I like this one line: "We Hungarians still carry the memory of this in our genes to some extent." <laughs> and yeah, they, they, they yeah, they forget. do. And, they do, and so do the Armenians. Yes.
0: Uh, and, and you have to, Terry, because uh, I forgot who's the historian that said, uh, "He who forgets the past oh, is yeah. doomed to repeat it." Yeah. And we don't want we don't want to forget the violent no. uh, pro- proclivities that Islam has, because when you the Quran to the very letter. Yeah. The Quran promotes every time. violence against Christians. Yeah, every time. It does. That's just now, how it works. Say, Well, just not all Muslims are violent. Yeah, because they don't listen to the Quran. Just yeah. like most Catholics don't listen to the Bible and yeah. they abort and do all kinds of stuff. Yep. Most Muslims don't listen to the Quran. But the ones that do to the letter, we call
1: terrorists. You got, now he says, despite the grave danger that Islam poses to European Christianity, the Archbishop named, here it comes, the LGBT ideology as even a greater threat and strongly condemn the embrace of homosexuality across much of Europe. He says, legalization of same-sex marriage. Man, he just calls it out, Jesse. He says, it's a deadly sin, affirmed the prelate. I regret (laughs) that it has already happened in most European countries. Jesse, I just want to say, admonishing the sinner, this dude, this archbishop, is calling everybody out because he must love everyone. Because I don't believe people love people if they don't tell them the truth. And I think he further stressed that the protection of the children's rights from the radical LGBT movement, incidentally, with regards to the LGBTQ issue, we must forget the rights of children, he insisted. He said, we must not forget the rights of children, he insisted. Children have a right, here comes, basic, Jess, Right to a mother and a father, he said, reiterating Catholic teaching, they should not be allowed to be insecure about their gender identity or orientation through the media, advertising, and education. He added, and I like what he points out. T- take it up, we're hungry in 2021, enacted a ban.
0: Yeah, uh, Hungary That's in good. 2021, enacted a ban on the, pr- on the promotion of homosexuality and uh, gender confusion of minors mm-hmm. in education and the media. Yes. Prompting legal action from the European Union which previously sued the country over its strict immigration policy. See policies. that? The archbishop additionally touched on the widespread embrace of LGBT ideology among the Catholic hierarchy in Germany, calling the situation catastrophic. You got that? Right. I don't understand that. I don't understand that either. This can't be justified, he said. The situation in the German Church is really catastrophic. A significant portion of German Catholic priests. Now bless same-sex marriage as well as cohabitation, he noted. This is no longer Christianity. It is already antichrist. Let me repeat that, Jesse. I'm so glad he said, that, so wait, glad wait, he said that.
1: I want to repeat that because that's really what it is. He says, uh, what's going on in the German church and blessing same-sex marriage? He said, this is no longer Christianity. It is already the antichrist. Well said. Yeah. Continue. Yeah.
0: We need to cling very strongly to our faith, Archbishop Murphy declared. The (laughs) prelate's comments resemble those of Cardinal Gerhard Mueller in a recent interview with LifeSite News in Mm -hmm. which he described same-sex blessings as absolute heresy and schism. He said, we cannot make a compromise with LGBT lunacy. (laughs) That's what it is. Lunacy. That's absolutely wrong and absolutely false. And absolutely dangerous for the people," the cardinal said.
1: Why do not the cardinal really tell us what's on his mind, Jesse? This is outstanding for a prelate to love us with the truth about what's going on in Europe. I think that uh, I'm sure many of his uh, archbishops in Europe are thinking this guy's, you know, uh, nuts. I mean, just get along, man. Don't don't be calling out. You're gonna you're gonna have a, a fight on your hand. Here's my point about someone like this. That inspired me as a layperson to have that kind of leadership. How about you, Jess?
0: Terry, we, we're getting more and more of them thanks thanks, thanks to God. the internet. Yes. Yeah. For, for example, uh, there's a, a video that's making its rounds. Around. Father Chad Ripperger just talked about the, uh, the, the about evil in society in general, and yeah. it was it was a red pill talk. Oh yeah. It was a red. Uh, so we're get we're the majority, Terry. It's just, we don't have the levers of power. What I mean the majority, even in the Catholic Church, those people that practice their faith, I mean, the ones that don't, the, the non-Catholics that are out, they're out. They're secular humanists. I'm talking about the ones that are attending Mass. Most people that are attending Mass and trying to pray and practice their faith, they, they're, they're, they want to embrace orthodoxy. And I think a lot of the clergy as well, I think the majority want to embrace orthodoxy they're just we just are outnumbered by bad men wicked yeah. men in high places yeah. but uh, the fact is, Uh, thanks be to God that we have the Internet so we can hear people like this retired Archbishop, Mueller, Strickland, uh, uh, Schneider, uh, Vigano, uh, Father Ripperger, Father Calloway, uh, now, unfortunately, Mr. Pavone, but he'll always be Father Pavone to me, too. He's Father
1: Pavone to me, too, and I just called him yesterday (laughs) and asked him, when are you coming back on? Yeah. Good good. stuff. Hey, hey, Jesse, here's the bottom line on all this. The bottom line is... If people want the truth, it's there for them, okay? We we know Father Chad Ripperger will be here in March with Bishop Strickland, the 25th, 24th of March at the Spiritual Warfare Conference. I just want to encourage folks to really connect with all of the good groups, whether it's the Church Militant, whether it's Life Site News. We have so many friends that we work with. You know, my line is, Jesse knows it, if you can say the Apostles' Creed, I'll work with you, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's I want them to have objective truth. I want them to understand original sin and the saving work of Christ. Yeah. And we work with you. So here's the bottom line on all this, this Archbishop. It should give us inspiration to speak out for the truth and not stay quiet. That's what that. That's what I got out of that article.
0: And I'll tell you what we see in our in our culture. There's a phrase that that, uh, Father Ripperger uses called the demons militate to absurdity. What does that mean? Demons militate human behavior to absurdity. What that means, and we've been seeing this play out since the 60s, is that demons are always on the attack doing a full court press through temptation. And so they're always pushing human behavior more and more and more until human behavior becomes absurd. (laughs) Just like, for example, uh, you know, drag queens, dr- men dressed like women uh, with tight clothes, reading reading uh, comic books to kids. Uh, transgender bathrooms this is all demonic because that's what demons do is they push human behavior and they drive society to more bizarre and to more absurd behavior until people finally resist and push back by faith by prayer by by fasting and by voting for the right people and i'll tell you terry in our lifetime i'm 61 years old Mm -hmm. i just can tell you uh, for the last 40 years, I can never see myself as a Roman Catholic, Hispanic, American Catholic
1: Christian voting for a Democrat. Well, it's pretty obvious why it's the it's the it's the party of death because they are killing innocent life. They they have a their help. At, look at look at um, Biden right now. Everything he can do right now is to stop the, is to encourage killing more innocent life. That's why.
0: Yeah, that's right. Hey, Jess. God help us. God help us.
1: Yeah, we need it. When we come back, Jess, we're going to have our church militant guys on talking about the news and what's happening in the church world. Jesse, one more thing. Are we going to, uh, well, I just want to say you're not. You're going to uh, be in San Diego at an event. Do you want to just share that with the folks?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be at, uh, at, at a canceled clergy event Good. speaking out there. Good. Uh, if I, I don't know the details. It's in San Diego. You can go to my website. Yeah. If you're out in the San Diego area, com. I'll be there on Friday and Saturday speaking at, the, at, a, at a Coalition for Canceled Clergy event, awesome. backing up our good holy preacher. Exactly,
1: which we yeah. should be doing. Yes. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with Church Militants Update. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: This is our Church Militant segment. We, uh, every week we bring an anchor from uh, Church Militant to give us an update on church news, politics, and the culture of death. We've got James Fidoa. James, welcome my friend.
2: What's going on in the world of politics, church, and culture? Absolutely, thank you, Jesse, for having me on. Uh, well, we got our uh, first uh, pretty big story here on the Speaker of the House. Uh, as we're probably watching. We had to wait a, a couple days for them to uh, vote. Finally, for a speaker of the House, but uh, they went with uh, Kevin McCarthy. I believe he won on uh, Saturday or Friday or Saturday last week on the 15th vote. And um, there's been a lot of controversy, obviously, surrounding that because uh, Kevin McCarthy is uh, perceived by a lot of people uh, to be a rhino. He's not really uh, holds up conservative values. He doesn't. He doesn't do that to the uh, extent that he should, or really to the extent that he promises he will. Uh, But uh, we actually uh, were able to interview one of our uh, reporters, Christine Chrisley, a great reporter, uh, interviewed a former congressman, uh, Steve King. He's from Iowa. He uh, lost the primary election in 2020. And he's had some history with Kevin McCarthy. And uh, he tells a lot in in the interview that we did with him about Uh, You know, really what what drove his downfall was certain disagreements he had with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Mm -hmm. you, You know, he just describes McCarthy as being a guy that, you know, shakes your hand, smiles, nods at you and says one thing, but then totally flips around and goes to the media and says a totally different thing. So this is the kind of guy we got as the Speaker of the House right now. And They've, they've been promising a lot leading up to the uh, midterms that we just went through. They've been promising a lot, and, and I mean, we're starting to maybe see some results. I think they uh, are going after those eighty thousand uh, IRS agents. Um, that's a great, uh, so That's a good great, thing. That is a very good thing. Uh, but hopefully, Cause, yeah, because we'll,
0: so you know who you know who they're coming after, and they're not they're not going after the millionaires and billionaires. They're coming after you and I, those eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. So, uh, <laughs> kudos. Uh, hey. I'm going to take little victories where I can get them.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, the the uh, other side of that was Hakeem Jeffries, which would have been a disaster. I mean, he's just as radical, if not more uh, than Nancy Pelosi. So, and a lot younger, And a lot younger. Yes, of course. Uh, so, I mean, again, like you said, we have to take our little victories where we can get them, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Where, you know, things fall short. Uh, and we got to like, these politicians need to be held to account. That's just the fact of it. And even even the Democrats and the Republicans. Absolutely. Uh, so, absolutely. Yeah. James, you know, first, first, here's the way I look at it. Number one,
0: uh, McCarthy's better than Pelosi and uh, Jeffries by far, by far. By far. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not the first person that I would have liked for the Republicans to put there as a the speaker of the House. But the last few days that I've listened to him, he's pleasantly surprised me because they're holding his feet to the fire. The Freedom Caucus has said, here are certain points that we're not going to cave in on, and you better sign off on this if you want our vote. And apparently he signed off on everything the Freedom Caucus said because when I heard him speak, I'm saying, what? He's going to go after the IRS agents? What? Uh, It doesn't... So the fact is you got some good men there and good women that are holding him accountable to the office. So that's, that's a good thing. And the, the second thing I think my takeaway from all of this is that ultimately, I think we have to remember that ultimately our hope is not in Kevin McCarthy, not even in Donald Trump or the Republican Party. These are just, these are just uh, uh, tools that we want to advance the culture of life. Ultimately, our hope is in Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. Uh, and so th- I, I just remember that. I just keep that in perspective. Politics is ugly. It's messy. Uh, and, uh, and so my faith is not, in, uh, is not in men. I pray for them. I try to vote. I'm active. I protest. I go down to Arizona State Capitol. I protest. I stand in front of abortion clinics. I mean, I get involved in the public square, but my faith is in Christ and Christ alone. What's the next thing that, uh, that you got to share with us?
2: Uh, turning to uh, more church news now, uh, we got Cardinal Pell. Uh, just passed away. He was 81, I believe. Um, it, we're just remembering him, remembering uh, what he has done, what happened to him. We, of course, you probably know, he was accused, put on trial, and then and then eventually sentenced to serve prison time for uh, uh, sex abuse allegations, but was eventually um, released of those or, or cleared from those accusations. So um, he. Uh, you know, there, there's some uh, speculation that the, you know these sort of accusations came as he was kind of doing some digging in the uh, Secretariat for the Economy at the Vatican, uh, looking at money trails and where they were leading, and when what you know what what's going on with the uh, Vatican finances, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, abuse allegations. So, uh, but you know, we're we're more remembering his uh, his orthodoxy. He uh, spoke out against the, uh, the synod on synodality coming up and the German synod away, uh, co- said there were some serious heresies, quote, serious heresies, uh, going on with those. And, uh, I think he's just, uh, you know, I mean, he's telling the faithful that, uh, the truth really, I mean, like you, you said, um, and, uh, I think, you know, we're just remembering him, remembering, uh, what he's uh, leaving the faithful with and uh, certainly pray for him, pray for his soul. And he's endured a lot as a, uh, as a Cardinal. Uh, So, yeah, he he was, was James, he was a white martyr.
0: Uh, He was, he was on the, on the right side of the issues. Uh, He was, he was an Orthodox prelate and they went after him. They went after him because he was starting to uncover uh, financial, uh, financial misdeeds in the Vatican bank uh, and he was starting to again he, he was starting to connect the dots for a lot of us and all of a sudden you have these uh, ch- cr- criminal charges from 30 or 40 years ago yeah, that they, they from- that, yeah that they leveled against him why because he was he was starting to sniff out some of the corruption in the church and they had to get rid of him mm-hmm. but he, he was he was also an intellectual giant he was one of the the orthodox prelates from europe uh, and he had a big, he had a big footprint in the 20th century, 21st century. He'll mm-hmm. be missed. Uh, now, now we've had two, two great minds uh, die within 10 days, and I just has God to have mercy on his soul, have mercy on uh, Cardinal Ratzinger, Pope Benedict as well. May they, uh, may they rest in peace. Amen.
2: It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of. You know, I don't know if he'll issue a statement, even Pope Francis or any other cardinals. But how how they remember him, uh, that'll be interesting uh, to yeah, see yeah. there. Agreed. But, uh Yeah. Moving on, uh, um, we have the uh, the former chaplain for Congress, looking back at sort of the mix of of politics and religion here. Uh, Reverend Pat Conroy, he gave an interview to the Washington Post uh, recently, and said that. Uh, it is okay to be Catholic and support abortion. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found kind of interesting was this quote that he, the, the, his reasoning he gave to the Washington Post interviewer. He said, it's an American value that each one of us can choose where our life is going. And I believe he even said that's, that's even a Catholic uh, value uh, doing that. So uh, I thought that was interesting because, I mean, yeah, I guess we can decide where our life is going, but what about the baby's life? That's <laughs> getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they no account for that whatsoever, and I just it, it's shocking that a priest would totally just brush that aside, not even acknowledge that that is a life in the mother that needs to be protected and needs it is is afforded all the rights that uh, we are afforded. So, you know, this is a former chaplain of the Congress. I uh, don't really. I didn't really have high hopes, uh, I guess, going in that he would be uh, very faithful and, and uh, keep to the church's teaching on that. But uh, I, I just thought that that reasoning was was quite eye opening.
0: Yes, uh, well, I, I don't want to put any pressure on you, James, but I'll, I'll many, I'm going to be honest with you. My generation messed things up bad, politically <laughs> and in the church. And I hate to put a lot of pressure on you, but your generation. Is called to fix it, and I think it. I think it's going to happen. There's uh, when I see young guys like you, I see young priests coming out of seminary that are well formed. Uh, you see, yeah. you know, you you see good organizations. Uh, you know, uh, TPUSA. You, you see, you know, organizations. Uh, you know, the, the, the Daily Wire. You're seeing young adults that are rolling up their sleeves and are saying, "Nope, not my watch." And uh, I'm just glad to see that there's more and more of you. Uh, your, your numbers are growing because people in your generation have common sense. People in my generation, they lost their common sense. I guess they smoked too much, dope, too much woodstock dope back uh, back in the 60s and 70s, and their I brains guess. fell out of their heads. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad to see that uh, when I look at Church Militant, I see a bunch of young people there that are just fighting the good fight of faith. So I just wanted to congratulate you guys at Church Militant and keep up the good work. Hey, how else can we uh how can people listen to all the good information you guys are putting out?
2: Uh i just go to the website, churchmillton.com. You can sign up, be a premium member, and get all of the uh Catholic content that we have on there or, or you know, our evening news is free. You can just watch that five PM Eastern time every uh every weeknight. Uh so yeah, ChurchMilton.com, where to go. Awesome,
0: awesome. Hey, by the way, uh that, that Red Top Report, uh, what's uh, the young man's name again?
2: Uh, yes, Joseph Enders. Uh, yeah. Our, give, him uh, a, give
0: him my compliments, my regards. Very informational, <laughs> very entertaining. I got my young adults watching it. Okay? Awesome, c- yes. C- Can't get that's, him to watch a lot of things, but they're saying this guy is entertaining, and he's good, and he's very Catholic. So I just want to let you know that uh, uh, he's doing a bang-up job. I, I was kind of uh, afraid... When um, uh, Gallagher left, I said, oh, no, Red Top was just coming out. But, no, this guy's doing a good job. Uh, my hat's off to you. Everything you guys are doing is just uh, is uh, you guys are doing good work, and uh, I'm glad that we're able to lock
2: arms every Wednesday. Absolutely. Yeah, you as well. You're doing great work also. Hey, what else do uh, you want to share with the audience? Um, I would uh, probably say uh, the next biggest thing is uh, resistance. Um, our, our resistance program steadily growing uh as as people uh, join that it's a great way to get involved in your local diocese uh, local political realm uh so i would definitely check that out uh, churchmilitant.com there's a resistance tab awesome. at the top awesome. so definitely check that out okay my friend i hear the music thanks a lot we'll see you next week god bless you keep the faith
0: this is uh the terry and jesse show that's a wrap we are uh we are out eow we're end of watch just want to remind you as catholics Listen to all the programs that we have here in VMPR. We want you to know your Catholic faith. We want you to live your Catholic faith. We want you to spread your Catholic faith. Do not be afraid. Remember, we serve the Virgin Most Powerful. She's a 12-star general. She's got big combat boots. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Live in a state of grace. And remember, unite your prayers to the heels of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Unite your prayers to the Sword of St. Michael. And let's Deliver powerful blows to the kingdom of darkness. God bless you.